skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Hey, 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 and welcome to Skin and Blister Pod. Hi, Saz. You are looking good today. Thank you. However, I know you're lying because my hair is wet and I just came back from a run, so I'm beat red in the face. Darling, you you look perfect tonight. Oh, my gosh. Spare me the Ed Sheeran. Um, Now, you, on the other hand, are looking very, um, how can I say it, suburban. (laughs) Suburban. With your massive... (laughs) <laughs> with your massive coffee mug. Oh my god. It's a Yeti. <laughs> Do you buy Yetis? Yet- is that just like an American thing? What is a Yeti? It's like it's like a status symbol at this point in the suburbs, speaking of oh the Lord. suburbs. Um it's like really expensive coolers and like mugs and stuff. Travel mugs. They do work they're very effective, but I think they're way over overpriced like the coolers are like four or five hundred dollars and the mugs are like fifty dollars and you have one well it was a free one okay yeah say girl you have been tricked by capitalism no i do not about brands that i just cannot well that's not true i i definitely get caught up by some brands but i'm not a big like brand wearer slash carrier of yeti cups yeah i can't Um, be bothered with brands i mean some if they're good brand and it like works really well then i'll buy it because of that but not because it's like a status symbol although once i do have it i'm like oh look at this uh yeti instead of like my do you like my travel mug it's like do you like my yeti yeah, yeah, sure. If you get it for free, why not? Hype it up. Hype it. I Although saw someone... Yeah. I saw someone I with a... Quite, you know, now I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know my whole thing about looking like you don't make any money to, to, get, to get rid of anyone who might be lurking about. <laughs> Listen, we the don't Yeti have that mug problem. Does not conform to that. <laughs> we don't oh have God. that problem have over that here. Problem. Do you? It's so bad at the moment in London. It's so it's bad, terrifying. Kata. We don't know what to do. It's really like a lot. Is it really? We're scared someone's gonna come. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about, guys, is people like stealing from other people. Our our landlord. Our landlord's mom was working at his shop and someone came in and stole from her and she's like Oh my gosh. 70. So, That's so she's sad. such a sweet lady. Like you you know, she's always got a smile for you. And some horrible people went in and stole from her. Just like oh. not like I mean yeah. It wasn't they just stole stuff off the counter, but it's bad enough, isn't it? It's like the drama of it, the the tra- the whatever, like the. Yeah, I mean, it's a violation yeah. of of your safety, is what it is. Like, I had this experience where someone came down our street and like tossed all of our cars, like broke into all of them, and uh, 
then they stole the car at the end of the street and drove off with everyone's stuff. And like, I didn't even have anything what does valuable. It mean, tossed. Yeah, like I don't know. Into? May have made that up, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I <laughs> I think I heard it somewhere, <laughs> but I can't be entirely sure. Um, but I didn't even have anything valuable that they took. I think like the most valuable thing was like a Swiss Army knife and my headphones. But um, like it was the, the feeling thing would be of being they violated. Took the Yeti mug. <laughs> <laughs> they would have. But like the worst. Would have known it was like a mom. A yeah. Mom. Oh my god. They would have. But yeah, the worst part about it was like that feeling of violation that like someone else was in your space and just like, Mm -hmm. and just didn't care and just took your stuff. It's like a terrible feeling. Even if you don't really lose anything valuable, it's very traumatic. It's weird. It's really horrible. My, I've got two, yeah, my friend's bike got stolen this weekend, which Mm. I hate it she was really sad because like bikes become a bit of a part of you when you ride them around the city they do, and they, yeah. you know they get you places and she really uses it she goes to work every day on it as well and then one of my actually my norwegian's friend so it's like a friend of a friend their their car got stolen but a week after they bought it oh no like, it was a nice car as well and it a week after it, it was gone, it was on the way oh, to. No. I think they shipped them to um, to Africa, like the nicer cars. Wow, really? It. They ship them to yeah, Africa. Yeah, they like leave the country really fast. It's quite something. I guess they'd have to because you can't really resell um, a car. You know, it's too obvious a stolen car in in the yeah. same country. So you'd have to. That's crazy, though. And that it, would fl- it would flag up if the police stopped, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like if, if they stopped the car, yeah. Wow, that's crazy oh, because, like, the co- like it must be quite a big, like, organized operation if they're shipping stuff to Africa. Like, how do those... Yeah, I think with those cars, because some of them are, you know, Range, Range Rovers is very famous. I think it's, like, it's, like, a big car. I don't really know anything about cars. Why do but... people... Use Range Rovers in London. That is so unnecessary. It's like no, an so off-road vehicle. His car wasn't a. His car wasn't a Range Rover, but I've heard like celebrities. A lot of their cars get stolen, and they're like a lot of Range Rovers and this kind of, you know, very expensive car. So you see why they're doing it. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of cash to be made. Um, but maybe we should say like a couple of things were positive about well one more thing is i was thinking about this weekend um around this topic is that they've been um having a lot of issues with people stealing people's catalytic converters off of their priuses because it's like really easy just to cut it off it takes about like 15 minutes you can just cut it off and like take it and sell it for a lot of money because of the metals in it, it has like precious metals um, and I, apparently it costs like $2,000 to replace it is what I've heard. Um, but like, I have a Prius. What, what is it? It's like a, the catalytic converter. It's like the part on the back. I don't know. 
much about cars. I think it's like the, is it the exhaust. Symbol? No, it's no, like the okay. exhaust pipe thing. I think. Okay. It's or it's attached mm-hmm. to there. So, so I have a Prius, and like I live in like constant fear of someone stealing my catalytic converter because it's like a very common thing to do. Um, and but like you can buy locks for it. But the lock costs... That's what I was going to say. It costs like $200. But I guess I should. Because I get like really stressed. I like a padlock. Because like a a padlock can't put you back more than like $10, $20. I don't know how it works. It's like a special way of locking it on though. Which is kind of expensive. Yeah, I know. But any kind of deterrent... Fran's really good at that kind of thing. He's always like finding ways to deter thieves yeah because they go for easy targets don't they so if you don't make it easy they move on to the next yeah anyway (laughs) on that positive note (laughs) i know happy wednesday everyone yeah it's something i've been thinking about um but i was gonna say something positive i thought of this week and that is that my rose scented shampoo arrived hello all natural rose scent is it from france sounds very french very fancy but um i was looking for the blueberry flavor but they don't do it in bulk and i buy bulk shampoo of course i do you do um yeah, because what I do is it, I buy like five liters, which is probably two gallons. And oh my gosh, let me look how much it is. Uh-oh. I don't think it's two gallons. Five <laughs> liters. We keep giving out false information. Well, like, I don't know those. Oh, it's one. It's pretty much one gallon plus a little. Okay. Um. There you go, guys, 1.09, which keeps me about a year. I do it with the, and I just refill containers. And it's, it's, it's obviously, because if you buy the little containers, you go through them so fast, but it's also, um, you can get like really good deals on expensive and nice shampoos and nice, um, where do you buy this from the internet? Okay, but like a certain site. I always just site. go online and find the, like I go for the shampoo I want and then like I just go through all the sites so I find a deal. This um, podcast is sponsored by Rose Scented Shampoo. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so nice. Uh, yeah, so that was a positive for me this week. What about you? Did you have any positives so far? Positives. Um, well, I'm feeling a little bit, <laughs> this is a negative. Uh-oh. <laughs> A little oh, bit no. defeated today because I went to jujitsu this morning and a new guy like beat me up. So that was not. Oh. I hate when like new new kids. You're all like, I'm gonna teach you stuff, and then they just like destroy you. It's really awful. Um, but no. It's hard as well because it's male and female mix. Yeah, and, and men are just. Are- stronger upper body males are stronger upper body so it is hard yeah because you think you know it's it's annoying because you keep thinking like oh i'm feeling confident and then you have that like 
a, a guy actually tries, you know, instead of, like, going a bit easy on you, and you realize, like, fucking hell, like, men just ha- have a lot stronger upper bodies, and it's super annoying, but not much we can do about it, I guess. It is good in one way, because I'm guessing part of the reason you do jujitsu is for self-defense practice, isn't it? Yeah. You do get a bit of that if the man is actually trying. And it's good to be, Um, like, realistic as well about your, you know, because it's not some magical thing where you can, like, just beat anyone. It's like, no, like, strength still matters, you know, like, and it's good to know, like, the reality of that, I guess, so that you don't, like, get into a bad situation. But it is annoying as well. Yeah, my advice is always run as fast as you can. Yeah, that is the best advice. I mean, that's my advice to myself. No, it should be to everyone. Like, if you can avoid it, a fight, then just run. Like, that is the best advice for sure. But if you can't, I guess it's good to know some stuff. But yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because there's this, like, new... There's this phenomenon of new people where they do stuff that you don't expect um, because they're new. So they're just being like really, they're just using their strength instead of like the stuff that we learn and which is not supposed to tire you out a lot. It's not supposed to use a lot of strength. It's supposed to use more like leverage and stuff. And, uh, and so when new kids come in, Like, you'd think it'd be easier, but actually often it's harder because they don't do what you expect at all, and then it takes you by surprise. This is a really interesting thing. But um, Um, on a positive note... I another win. Oh, sorry. positive, and then I'll say my other win. Well, on a positive note, um, I was... So there's a tournament coming up, and what do you think of this? Should I enter it or not? It's like a terrifying thought. Go for it. Really? What What if I lose, um, though? (laughs) Well, you're doing much better than me, who never even started. It is a white belt tournament, so it's for people like me. But it is terrifying because, like, everyone's watching. And you know how I am. I always want to win everything. (laughs) Yeah, but let's say you, what, four people. Let's say you're the worst of them. I mean, who? Who cares? It's not like you're going for Olympic champion, are you? That's true. It doesn't actually matter, except if in my wanted, own. If you want to do it, if it would make you feel like you like something to work towards for your training, I'd say go for it. If you don't want to do it, like if it doesn't really... I think it would be really fun, like a cool experience. Um, but it also like, it's that, you know, attention on me, like really distracts me when I'm doing stuff like that. Like... Does this happen to you, like the performance anxiety? Like if if yeah. there's like an audience, yeah. you just get like really terrified and you just completely lose everything. So I guess it, yeah. w- it would be good practice to, to like, it's good to challenge yourself. So maybe I should do it. Exactly. <laughs> and I want to hear about it selfishly. Um, also, I, I have this thing where whenever it's a uh, competition I always I always kind of bomb out like if I, I'll be really good with tennis or even table tennis till you know match point and then I'll just lose it 
Yeah, um, it's so similar, interesting. Similar vibe. Yeah, I noticed that um, with the little little chicken with basketball. He's actually quite good at like the skills, the dribbling, the shooting when he's in practice. Like he's definitely one of the top ones on his team with that. Then they go to a game and he like doesn't even touch the ball. Like it's it's got to be like the competition thing where he just gets like freaked out and I I have the same thing so I totally understand it's like you get like afraid of losing so you just try not to even like get involved so you don't have to lose it's it's harder with one-on-one sports because then you have to actually be involved but I think with like team sports it's easier just to be on the sidelines I I think that's like part of what separates like good athletes from like everyone else is how well they perform under pressure like that mm. as well yeah, as like all their it. training and stuff but but even now you know because I did that course on I did a whole module on athletic like psychology in sports and there's so much training they do that's psychological it's so interesting um, yeah I mean it's definitely to be honest, yeah, you could definitely use it with like the jujitsu stuff because they do stuff like they think about, they map out in their head exactly the, you know, the moves they're going to do. So if you're a swimmer, you literally map out like how many strokes it's going to take to get to one side and then turning around. Um, yeah, so you, and then um, who, who's that famous swimmer guy? He he does he does it for hour like an hour every day. Is it Michael Phelps? Michael Phelps is a famous swimmer. I think it's him, and he even does things like, "What if my swim trunks fall off? How am I gonna still win?" Like he even really out, like all the all the. I mean, this is what they said in the course. I mean, I'm not Michael Phelps himself, but yeah. That's so cool. So you think of all the possible scenarios and map out how to get through those scenarios. Yeah. And then you don't like panic when it happens. You just know what to do. I have heard like, yeah, I've been really interested in this concept in psychology about um, like the visualization thing. It's really a real thing, isn't it? Like it works in sports, sports and yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. I guess like you wouldn't, it's similar. Like you wouldn't go for a hike with no idea where you're walking. You would like map it out first. Otherwise you're going to fail the hike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like anything in life, but I guess sports is so competitive. You're, lo- you're looking for the best in the world that they really have to hone in. Like every You have to get that little edge. Yeah. Yeah, I need. Yeah, it's good to remember that for other parts of life. Um, I had another positive win-win-win today. Nice, nice. Hello. Winning. Um, I went for a run and I was twenty seconds faster than last time. Oh, very good. That little edge that we are just talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the edges because I haven't run for a while. So at the moment, I'm six minutes per kilometer. Okay, that's um, good, right? Which is like, yeah, it's pretty slow, but it's okay. And today I was like five forty, 
Nice. Wait, 25 40 for the whole thing. So like 550. Very so that good. Was 555. Do you like anyway, running? Or do you just do it? I find it very efficient. So I'm trying to do one run a week because it's such efficient cardio. And I just think it's quite good to get the old heart pitter-pattering. And I also take Lulu with me because she is so unfit at the moment. She is oh, so no. slow. Really? She, she starts out really fast and she's not even running fast. She's just padding along, but she's like way <laughs> ahead of me. And then she just gets so slow. Aww. And it's not like she can't do it. She's just like, she's just like, ah, oh, I can't be bothered at about three, three K. So I'm dragging her along like, let's go. You can do it. Uh, that is funny. Um, I need to figure out how to motivate her. Give her a I treat at the end. Her. Yeah. If she does well. I could do like that thing they do for donkeys with the carrot. <laughs> she loves carrots. Does she? After, yeah. You should do that. Yeah. That would be that hilarious to see you. If you do this, I need video. Yeah, yeah. For the Instagram. I, I need like a little, a little like. You need a thing. stick. You need a, a string and a carrot. It definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people have seen weirder things in London on a regular basis. They'd probably not even look sideways at you. Yeah, I do love that about London. People go out in all sorts of get up. Yeah, get up it doesn't. It doesn't matter, probably. You have the anonymity of that, like, big city vibe. Yeah, although that thing where you, whenever you're dressed slightly shabbily, mm -hmm. and then you meet all your, like, everyone you've ever met is so true. Oh, I fucking hate that. Like, oh, my goodness. Where did you all come from? And then you, like, God forbid, you're imagining yourself as, like, so you're, like, in a movie. <laughs> I always talk about this. No, here You're we just go again. running in slow motion, looking all like cool with your hair flowing back. And you're just like, yeah, I look so athletic and cool. And you like run into your friend. You're like, hey, how are you? And then you go home, you look in the mirror and you're like, that's how I looked. Because <laughs> you had like this I image. <laughs> I'm really far from that at the moment because it's so cold. It's it's like zero degrees, so is that 30 Fahrenheit? 32, um, yeah. Yeah, it's so cold here. So I'm running with these big um, like sweatpants, I guess you call them, and like <laughs> so many layers on the top. It's like, it's like I look like a Yeti going on. You look on. like a bag lady going for a run. Yeah, for real. So in winter, sorry, in summer, I'm going to bring out the... The, the short shorts shorts. shorts, shorty shorts. And off we go. Ooh. Yeah. Need yeah, video proof probably... of that, too, because I don't believe you. Why? Because I, I don't think I've ever seen you wear shorts. Um, I do wear shorts sometimes in my house when I do workouts. <laughs> Very occasionally. <laughs> The thing is, summer is so short here, so by the time I take out my legs... Like your shorts. They're so translucent. Lily white. They've been white. known to give light. To <laughs> like, when I'm in Sicily, they've been known to blind many a person on the beach. 
They just be known to be good. <laughs> They're just like, why is there a mozzarella walking along? <laughs> that was so mean. Know. It's like instead of like future's so bright, gonna need shades. It's like Saz's legs so white, gonna need shades. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And then the most awkward thing about get, like being on the beach in Sicily is. If I, if like any part of my skin is not covered, it immediately like sizzles up and gets heat rash and all sorts. So I have to be pretty covered as well on the beach. It's a real. You should get one of those burkinis. <laughs> they already make so much fun of me. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm gonna invest in a massive. Yeah, mask like that one I have. Year. You were you were really rocking that when you were here. Oh, yeah, I need one of them. Yes, that one was perfect. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk. (laughs) Moving on from the mozzarella. um, Pod idea from someone. One of our listeners had this. uh, Weird childhood food combos and why we still love them. Oh, my. You go first. Well, there is that classic, which if you know, you know. Applesauce, pizza, green beans. I still love... Do you still dip pizza in applesauce sometimes? I do actually love that, if I'm being honest. But now, and I'm not going to be... I'm trying not to sound pretentious. Um, Uh, It's too late for that. (laughs) Should have started that 25 episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) it's all an act I'm actually not in real life but you know like the pizza we had on the commune versus like you know when you go somewhere and they make real kind of the thin crust Sicilian like the the wood fired it's like more yeah like proper pizza yeah you go somewhere and it's like for real I wouldn't say I like that with applesauce but I, I do I have to I mean, I love the commune pizza and that type of pizza with applesauce, which I think they have in Italy. It's just called pizza al forno. So it's like you you put it in the oven rather than in like the the stone. stone. Pizza. Okay. Okay. So that with applesauce. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is please. so Green good. Beans. And if you think about it, like beans. it's actually not that weird because it's like people eat you know, on a charcuterie board, you have like cheese and apple slices and it's really good together with some bread. And that's like basically all it is, is like bread, cheese and apple. So if you like think of it that yeah. way, it's not that weird. Do you have applesauce as a topping over there? Because over here, people use it on on some some meats, I think. Oh, like uh, lamb or or pork? Pork, probably. Pork, I think. I think lamb is mint sauce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's people don't really do that here. No, I wouldn't say they do. Like, I actually rarely have applesauce with pizza because I don't have like both at the same time. You know, I don't like just randomly like buy applesauce because I don't really eat it otherwise. So I usually don't have any when I'm eating pizza. 
But now that we're having this conversation, I think I need to get some applesauce and pizza because it sounds so I've tasty. I just thought of, of two other ones. Let me raise to you three in one dessert. Yum. Applesauce. What is it? Applesauce, custard, and granola. Yes. So good. So good. Life affirming. Life changing. Life changing. And oh my word. The one which is a good healthy snack as well. Pizza. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza is not a healthy snack. (laughs) FYI. I don't know why I said pizza. Peanut butter Uh and banana slice. Oh my God. Uh, peanut butter and apple slices that is not a half thing people do that otherwise oh god uh, is it not we used to have that it's not a commune thing often. people do that otherwise um but yeah it's i don't know we did have it there but also like it's a thing at least in america i guess in the reason you don't know is because, like, in England, you guys don't eat much peanut butter, do you? It's not as big a thing No, there. and what I've found out is, like, people in Europe even less peanut butter. That's so, tragic. Like, they do eat it. Like, I would say fitness freaks. Okay. <laughs> fitness. That's rude. Sorry. Fitness people. What, like you? Definitely, like, oh, yeah, definitely. If that's how I want to. If that's how you want to identify me, I'm fine with that. Um, fitness people and a lot of people eat peanut butter here, but not to the extent. You know, it's weird. We we offer it as like an extra. And I would say 50% people of the people go for it. So that's yeah, a little okay. That's cool. As an extra for like, like if you're getting a chia bowl. Bowls. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Um, we, so that, and yeah, it's a, that's the only thing. And Man. it doesn't even go that well with the acai bowl because the acai bowl is frozen. So like, yeah, I quite like they're on porridge, which side note, we're just about to start in the coffee shop. So, so that's going to be shout amazing. out. This pod is brought yeah, to you by Sazzy and Sazzy Fran and Cafe. Fran. wait where's the sponsorship money i'm not getting any of it i am (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that is so which one okay polenta polenta tomato sauce and cheese shredded cheese you know that's no good right i don't so i have like mixed feelings about this i Sounds like polenta and tomatoes. I used to uh, like not like the polenta, right? So I would like drown it in tomato sauce and cheese, which of course those are really good together because hello pizza. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I remember like being really pleased with that combination. Um, but yeah, the polenta was never my favorite thing, which I think I'd like yeah, polenta which... now more than I used to, probably. Yeah, I'm a big fan of polenta now. It is really good. If you make it and then you make like a nice kind of either kind of ratatouille type or some nice 
lentily sauce or something. Ooh, la 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 la. Yeah, Lent something is next level. What we have here that's similar is uh, grits in the south. Have you oh, had yeah, grits? Yeah, yeah. Cool. it's made with I corn. Had them when I was with you. Yeah, it's made with like white corn, and it's. I think it's really similar to polenta, but you put um, the way I do it is you put loads of cream and then loads of like sharp cheddar cheese in when you, and you cook it really oh, wow. slowly. So good, but you have to do a lot of Muffin cheese because like the corn kind of like soaks in all the flavor, so you have to really go extreme with the amount of cheese that you do. <laughs> It's true, yeah, because when I make it, you have to put quite a lot of salt in, so yeah, through that. Um, is there any other co- you know? I was thinking they always have those meal combos that they used to do. You know what? I'm just thinking, uh, strangle soup mm. and elephant Let's tails. Which explain are like- that the strangle soup, elephant- strangle soup is ham and green bean soup, creamy. Creamy base. Creamy. Yeah. So good. And then so good. elephant tails are like cinnamon swirls, but like as a, just as a twist. A long, thin, a... twisty in a yeah. pan. That was really good. Epic. What was your favorite part of that? The soup or the elephant strange. tail? Such a strange combination, isn't it? Um, My favorite part, probably the uh, I like the soup, but maybe the elephant tails. But it's yeah. very strange combination. What about like, um, is there any other ones like that? Like really, kind of off kilter. Hmm. <laughs> well, what I noticed I we is that have that once a week for like our entire childhood. What I noticed is that like there's always which I quite like, like a little random side dish of like apples with a knife or like cucumbers just doesn't really fit with the meal but it's just whatever vegetable or fruit I quite like that um but when I was there we had focaccia which is delicious with random like (laughs) slices of like bulk calvi jack cheese which is quite weird yeah it's quite random and then soup Brian, come here a second. <laughs> I gotta get you saying focaccia to Fran. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the Italian, the Sicilian is in the house. This is not Fran, good. Just listen to Calda say focaccia. Focaccia? Focaccia. Wait, wait, let's have Fran say it. How you say it? Focaccia. Focaccia. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just got schooled on the pod once again. Uh, once again, the this is my day of defeat. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the pod, we will find some wins for you. We will find. Yeah, yeah. So, which one was your favorite of all those random? Um. Ooh, this is hard. I'm mean, gonna have to say. 
Either it's between pizza and applesauce and three in one dessert. That that was, was so good. Oh, that was good. That was yeah. good. Oh man, we just, I mean the food there is really good. I have to say, I it's really good. Like, trays of lasagna, and I would. I mm. kid you not, I'm not making this up. I would eat a whole tray. Me like too. A casserole pan. I would eat. Listen, I would eat more than a whole pizza. These pizzas are not small. Like, I, I'm kid you not, I counted. <laughs> I ate more than a whole pizza. Kid you not, I don't know, it's so strange. Um, yeah, we used to, because I think, because we were always running about in the woods and like very active, so we used to really chow down when we Not were to kids. mention we that hadn't eaten since 6 a.m. and it was 7 p.m. <laughs> There's that. There's that. that. You cannot. You cannot discount. You know, I have this thing. Like, I I realize that. um, I think of all the childhood, like issues that you can bring into adult life, the eating ones are one of the hardest to break, um, because it's like you can't. So, like, with addictions, like. Or, like, problems with, like, alcohol or drugs or whatever. You can, like, quit those cold jerky, right? And take a break and, like, you know, figure it out. With food, like, you can't... You have to keep eating. Like, you can't just... Like, it's a lot harder to break habits around something that's necessary, I think. Um, But I... (laughs) I, It's so funny. I don't know if you do this, but I always eat as if I'm, like, starving. Every single meal, yeah. I'm just, like, shoveling food into my mouth. I eat so fast. You also, you, you're, you have a really physical job as well. I do. I like that as I well. I do. Because I'm a bit, I'm probably similar to you in that I'm always walking or or running about, always doing something. But, yeah, so I, I like, eat a lot. and But I don't think it's necessarily, do you think that's a bad thing? Well, eating fast, I don't think you're supposed to eat fast because, like, okay, it takes, like, a while for your stomach to catch up or your brain to catch up with your stomach and know when you're full. And if you eat really fast, like, the signal hasn't been sent yet. So then it it can lead to, like, overeating or, like, indigestion is what I've heard. But um, <laughs> so it's a habit I'd like to break. However, yeah. Like, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know about you, but... Indigestion is definitely part of my life. Yeah, um, me too. But it was funny when, like, Greg the goat was here. Because, like, Simon, he always notices that, like, I eat as if I'm starving. And when the goat was here, he's like, you guys eat the same. It's, like, alarming. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what's... <laughs> you guys are... <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think he feels a bit threatened because he doesn't feel like he can get enough food when there's like two of us around. (laughs) But that's the thing with having a big family. If you didn't start eating at the crack of dawn, you were, you know, at the at the amen, you were behind already. Yeah, you You had to get like in order to get seconds, you had to like get done with your plate first. So it was always like a race, wasn't it? A race to Especially the finish. Especially with the one Nutella jar a year, where you <laughs> yeah. only got, like, one. <laughs> There's seven, no, nine people and one jar of Nutella for a whole year. Let me tell you, you're spreading that. <laughs> no. 
My strategy was spread it really thick. Because I'm probably only getting it once. So I'd always like spread like half an inch. Of- anyway, let's move on. I feel oh really hungry. Um- <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I didn't hear which one was your favorite of those. Probably, I mean, pizza always. Pizza and applesauce probably in that case. But yeah, three in one dessert was epic. There was, was epic. some really good. Some of those desserts we had, uh, blueberry pie... Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Mm. Those desserts were killer. For for breakfast. Oh, you know what I made when I was there? I made meringues. I made like little meringue shells with um, like cream cheese filling and cherries, like home canned cherries on top. So So good. Yeah. Like mini pavlova. And then. The brothers started talking about Pavlov's cat. Dog. I know, but they said cat. Why? I don't know, because we had been trying to get a cat. Yeah, I was going to say to you about that. You you should do it still, because mom is like obsessed with cats. She has this picture of a cat on her next to her door. Um, You should have seen her little face. It was so sad. And it says like, a cat doesn't reside here, but we wish it did, I think. Are you serious? It did when I was there. I didn't it's see like it. It's like a picture of a ginger cat. Uh, you got to get her a ginger one if you see one. Okay. You know, like the the really cute marmalade ones. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Yes. Happen. Uh, there is a question here from one of our listeners. I asked what they would want to hear about um, my visit recently to the home base. The Well, no longer home, but used to be. Um, and they said, I want to hear everything. I keep hearing they've changed for the better slash worse. Any insights you can get? Says, oh, well, take it away. Treading... <laughs> now we must tread lightly. Uh... Better or worse? Um, I would say they, the commune that we came from, and I would be open to comments from anyone really, even the commune themselves, if they wanted to give input. I would say they're less rule-based now than they used to be. That's my impression. Um, Do you mean like less farmy? What do you mean? No, by sorry. That? Rural, as in like. Oh, I thought um, you said rural. I was like, what no, are you getting yeah. at? <laughs> um, and I think they do. It's an interesting one because it's like asking me to comment on, um, a religion that I'm not part of, which mm. I wouldn't really want to do because, you know, that is someone cares a lot about that. You know, when you say like, uh, like I don't really believe in your god that's like you wouldn't say that to someone would you and i'm not saying it's the same but i well you'd say i don't believe but you wouldn't you would reserve like they reserve the right to be the expert because they are part of the religion if that makes sense yeah and it's our childhood for sure so we can make observations but it's more like yeah i don't want to be negative or i don't want to kind of be the expert like you said because there is also 
um you know the people who live there are that is their life so it's like important for me to be respectful of that um but they do they seem to play a lot more sports which i think is really cool because that's something i would have loved to do as a kid um i remember i used to go hiking a lot like even on my own and i used to uh one time i ran up high peak just by myself (laughs) (laughs) it took me 30 minutes which is amazing yeah i've done that um, too athletic child um it's wild isn't it just running up there for runs as well in like the 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 community clothes which in your skirt your ankle length skirt when i lived in florida because i needed to let let loose a bit of stress because i was the first time you know off without my family uh so i had like quite a lot of i guess feelings that needed to be run off um what about you calder what do you think um yeah it's it's an interesting question um it's kind of hard to quantify like better or worse you know with an organization i think so i think Mm -hmm. some positive changes around like childhood have definitely been made um i as far as i can tell you know from an outsider's perspective i uh definitely felt like growing up we didn't spend enough time like having fun and playing like we did a lot of work um had to we had very strict rules and like we kind of didn't get a ton of downtime to just play um and we didn't we didn't do many sports either which um i would have loved to do more of that um so i think like from what i can observe like it's just there's a lot like family time is prioritized more and kids get more of a chance to like explore their individual interests um especially like in high school when they go to the um high school they they get a chance to like branch off in different directions and play sports they're interested in and all of that um so i think that's really positive because um, I would have loved, loved to play more sports when I lived there. Um, that was definitely, like, one thing that I try not to live vicariously through my kid with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, yeah, you make me a yeah. basketball and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and then I'm there like, come on, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> try not. In, like, your cheerleader outfit. <laughs> I'm just there like... Eye on the ball, eye on the ball. And uh, Simon has to go to me. He goes, listen, just let his coach deal with this. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not the coach, okay? (laughs) I'm like one of those, like, aggressive moms on the sidelines cheering on my my kid. Um, But, yeah, I, I almost, like, run in and start, like, dribbling the basketball and shooting hoops myself. No, I haven't ever done that. Don't worry. It's a, it, that's quite an interesting topic as well about the high school. Because we used to go to public high school, which actually I would say was a really positive thing in many ways for me. Not, I think the high school I went, we both actually went to wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything 
to incredible. It was a small um, mountain high school, like max 300 kids for middle yeah, and high. Yeah, really so good teachers. Though. Yeah, the teachers the were teachers amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, but that was super positive for me. And I it kind of, I, I think that was a good way of seeing how other people live. And they mm-hmm. don't seem to have that opportunity anymore. So I would say that would be a net negative for me if I'm going to compare it to my experience. Yeah, it's hard to know, um, like, really, because we haven't, you know, lived there for, what, like, 12, 12, 13 years. Um, But, yeah, from what I've observed, like, the kids, you know, and the the family being more prioritized, I think that's really good. And then I, I don't have a ton to say on the high school because I've never even been there but it does seem like education's really good but as far as yeah experiencing something other than the commune itself I think it was cool for us to go to public high school for that reason although like (laughs) it was really harsh as well because we were this like everyone saw us as so like weird you know so that was a little bit, <laughs> yeah, a little bit difficult for me. I don't know if you mind it as much, but I've always like. I didn't really mind, but that's probably says more about me than about. I think it me. does because I've always, and it says more about me too, because I've always like just wanted to blend a bit, um, and to like, so it's like straight torture for me. I think to stand out so much. <laughs> I would just, like, yeah, I got, I'm... like, so stressed about it. I would just go to the library, sit in a beanbag, and read a book and, like, try to shut everything out. That was, like, my go-to yeah, coping mechanism. I mean, that li- yeah, that was, I did that as well. I remember we used to be in the library together. All I, I got really, like, I did really well academically because I didn't have any, like, not many distractions at home and like it was kind of like I just loved doing homework so which (laughs) sounds insane but like for me it was like a bit of an escape from you know other stuff so I would just like stay up till 3 a.m making intricate posters and stuff um but yeah it was an interesting time in my life I definitely have mixed feelings about that too (laughs) Like, in one way, really good. In one way, like, horrendous. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. Oh, I didn't realize you. I think I look back on it quite positively, but I don't... It def... Yeah, there was definitely a mix of good and bad, as with all things in life. And then Um, this, like, thing with technology is interesting with the commune now because like when we lived there like we didn't have like any access to technology at all like when we had to type up school papers we would use like word processors those really old word processors and then you know we couldn't research on the internet we had to use good old books um and it's just no one had personal technology like their business used it but not no one had it like in their homes and now like they've kind of embraced it a lot more which um is interesting to see I don't know how much it's changed any like any of the lifestyle and stuff but um it is nice for instance to be able to like 
text or email people. Um, I really appreciate that. Like our family. That's true. That's a positive on our side. Definitely. We have a bit more contact with our family, which is something I I did miss out on the first couple of years. Because really, the first couple of years, I didn't hear from anyone. I didn't either. Not at all. Not a peep. (laughs) Um, Not a peep. That was Uh, rough. Any other major things you can think of? They're quite... For me, they're quite... They're more positive when I go there. Yeah, Than I felt like they would have been a couple years ago. Mm Because when I first left, like... Like I said, there was no communication and I didn't even try and visit because I was like, it felt really hostile towards yeah, people who left. Yeah, it did, yeah. And I don't have that exact, it's still, it's definitely a different way of life and that obviously brings a certain amount of, um, there's obviously, it's not like a tension, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if someone lives a different life, there's always going to be a bit of a divide, let's say. Yes, definitely. Um, but when I go there now, I, I, I really enjoy to see my, like my uh, obviously our parents and um, extended family. I mean, that's really the reason I go. I really appreciate that that's a bit more part of my life now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me too. It feels, yeah, like a lot more welcoming is the biggest thing I noticed, um, just towards family, you know, um, because it definitely didn't used to be like that. So shout out. I'm glad that's changed for sure. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear from anyone else who has anything to say about any of these questions. So write in if you want to skin and blister pod at gmail.com. And we'll Especially be sure to I'd discuss. Especially I'd like to hear from our Riften listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, we see you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it'd be cool to get some feedback. I, I would also just like to say that for people who are not, who are, um, I don't identify as heterosexual it's still it seems like it's still a real um sticking point and i think relationships with families over that kind of issue can be really tricky yeah um yeah and that can cause a lot of sadness definitely need to call that out yeah yeah so i wish yeah i wish that was um, change as at least be talked kind of about yeah modernize their views a bit same with uh as far as like another thing to shout out um is like women's roles i do i think there's still a lot of progress to be made there as well as far as equality and everything goes i i think there has been progress yeah. made there still needs to be more um so yeah, those are things I'd love to hear people's views on for sure. It'd be interesting. And you know, just just to know like what exactly the stance is on those things, you know, like women in leadership, uh women's clothing, all of that choice of clothing and choice of career opportunities. I'd be interested to hear more if anyone has insight on that. Yeah. 
And at the end of the day, I, I, I wouldn't choose that path for myself. You know, I wouldn't choose to live there. And I think probably because you feel the same. Yeah, there's uh, a reason I'm, I'm not. happy that I'm, I have the freedom I have is my bottom line. Yeah, I think one of my like biggest values as an adult um, is personal freedom. Um, because it's something that I definitely didn't grow up having a lot of. Um, so that is like one thing I value above a lot of other things, I would say. Personal freedom, the the choice, the right to make personal choices and um, religious choices and and just, you know, anything like that. Choices how to raise your child or your career path. Um, those are all things that a lot of people take for granted, but something that I really value. Yeah, yeah, same with me. And I think this is a real positive that we see that, you know, we've seen kind of the other side, but now we can see like, okay, like a lot of life is about making kind of choices and making the right choice for yourself. And that gives you a lot of kind of ownership of your of your own life so I that yeah that's been something really exciting for me to discover over the last kind of 10 to 12 years exciting um, and terrifying <laughs> yeah it is really scary when you think oh, damn it agency so annoying yeah got, <laughs> I am the problem in fact <laughs> in fact or I am the solution as well <laughs> I could you choose both. to be Your yeah so annoying um, so much easier to I just be like well don't have any control <laughs> no yeah obviously in- there are situations where you don't have control but i think let's say the situations where you do it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse sure also is. um we need to wrap this up but i'm really hoping you have a word of wisdom for us Nina. And and, um, we do have a couple more questions, which we are so excited to answer next app. So keep on listening. Keep on sending them in and we will answer as many as we can every time. In fact, we'll answer all of them. So just send them on in. Um, But they're near and dear. Near and dear to our hearts. Um, I would say you know how there's a lot of cliches which we always heard growing up in parables in in uh you know stories like Aesop's fables um those are classic ones uh, or just from older people in our lives and we'd be like yeah 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 okay another cliche you know i've come to realize as uh, as i slowly get older and older and gain hopefully i'm gaining some more wisdom as i age um is that those cliches actually exist for a reason and it's because they're a lot of them are very much life truths and one of them that i've really thought about a lot recently is um the one where you know if you the cliche about letting go of control, like if you love something, 
Let It Go is one of the classic ones that people tell you. Um, but it's more, it's not kind of as cut and dried as that, but it's, if, when you hold too tight to anything, whether it be a person, an idea, um, an emotion, it's actually detrimental. And if you really, if you really want kind of life to play out, in a positive way, sometimes you have to learn to let things go and kind of see where life takes you. Um, and it can be a really powerful and positive thing to do. So don't hold too tight. This is coming from an absolute control freak. So I've had to learn this lesson the hard way. Kind of like let things, ideas, people do their own thing and and listen, watch, learn, decide what you want and embrace that. But don't hold too tight. That is my convoluted word of wisdom for the week. That is wonderful. Kind of like let it go. Let it go. Very seasonal. Can't hold it back anymore. My gosh, I love Frozen. It reminds me of um Have you watched the like, like Broadway version? No, I've I want to. Go. So good. Looks so oh, good. Word. Next time you're in London, let's go see Frozen. Yes, let's. I'm feeling quite frozen today. Yeah. It's snowing, so yeah, very it's appropriate. Well. Yeah. Anyway, that is amazing. I, I mean, I would just say my one thing that I was saying to myself, and I was definitely reminding Luna of today on the run, was one foot in front of the other. And there you we'll go. There. And I just think like Jan as well can be a bit of a Monday of a month, if you know, if oh you know what God. I mean. So Yes, it's brutal. But let's enjoy it for what it is because it's a whole 12th of the year. And so um, embrace that. Embrace that. Higa. Is that how they say it? H-Y-G-G-E. The Swedish idea. I know what or... you're saying, but I don't know how to say it. Hyg. Higa. Higa. Anyway, oh, oh, shout out my Norwegian friend. She can let us know. Oh, we should. Oh, you should record it. her. Record her saying it, and then we'll play it. Yes, next app we're gonna get. Some or on this app, Hug. if you record Huga. it. Um, but yeah, Huga, Huga, oh, yeah. embrace okay. some of that shit, which means just like she can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it means being like really cozy embracing the cold embracing the winter lighting candles just making yourself feel good in that cold and dark and time you know that we're dealing with in this month so i would love to hear from her please have her record something for us if if she can <laughs> let's see what we can do let's see all right have all right. a lovely week everyone Ciao, stay ciao. warm, bye stay bye. bright, my stay friends. Warm. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Let it go. Let, Let it go. go. Can't hold it Can't back hold anymore. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.